0: welcome back to black girl Truth reviews you. so i'm your host christina we are back for a BombAss.com episode of debris this is season one episode eight entitled spaceman written by j.h. wyman and directed by claire colner i give this episode clearly a 10 out of 10 i loved it all of the anxiousness is that a word anxiety i should say um regarding when we're gonna start getting some answers or a little bit more momentum on the plot and this episode said okay i heard you i mean clearly not because this was filmed (laughs) way before i started complaining but i think they've paced it out perfectly for the audience and i think sometimes you're supposed to be chomping at the bit that's part of the experience so it's not a complaint as much as sometimes you're just more like I want to see more. Sometimes it is a complaint but for this show I just wanted it to, to get bigger and me for to understand a little bit more what was happening and while we didn't get all of the answers tonight like what a Lagari is we certainly got George Jones and I think that's been the question mark all season long. We have you know both uh brian and finola definitively (laughs) picking their own side and uh they're handling their handlers like bosses right now and i and i love it i love what i'm seeing let's jump into this recap a woman is running through the woods from well we don't know who's chasing her But she seeks help in an abandoned warehouse. But the man is hauling out bodies and body bags. So he clearly is not a friend. Uh, He calls via walkie talkie that they have the escapee trapped when he spots her. She hides in one of the body bags as another man shows up. However phases through him as he tries to wrestle her out of it. And the bag ends up through Lando causing imminent death that was a cool visual the other dude was like you know they don't pay me enough for death so he watches her go right out that door and reports to whomever that she's too far developed and while we found a few people in this episode we still don't know who's the head honchos of influx i can't think it's you know anyone like maddox or even ferris it feels as if we haven't quite met the villain yet in this series. And I can't wait to see what his face or her face looks like. At Orbital, Anson's retracted memories have led to George Jones' location in Washington. As the team, including Fanola, get the debrief on the rescue mission. I love that Brian put it like, you know, you sit here next to me. Like you put, you know how you put your jacket on the seat because you're saving the seat for someone else? <laughs> i just love little tiny things like that and uh, they pinpointed a mile marker it's gonna be a simple extraction mission that emotionally affects finola seeing her father's face in the images there once alone maddox tells brian not to use Fanola tactically for this mission because they don't intend to bring george jones out alive what what the fuck I don't know what is up with Maddox but he be going from (laughs) he had done a 180 like we just gonna be you know bugging her shit don't worry about it and then just doubled up on it like okay so we're killing her father (laughs) and I need you to handle that and make sure she's not in the way like that is asking a lot with very minimal information and either Maddox simply overestimates his influence and maybe he does he's this man's mentor he never questioned him in the past but maybe brian just one of those people that never had friends the way in which other people had friends so yeah i can see him being a military just constantly taking orders and never feeling as if he should question or even if he does he just trusts in the person that's leading him And of course there's the uh, medical whatever incentive I'm sure that he feels very confident about or comfortable (laughs) to be able to ask Brian this huge request. Uh, He doesn't care that George Jones is uh, an asset, an informational asset at that. He just wants him dead and he doesn't give much more exposition for that finola gets a call from ferris in a room and she also has a second plan two of the uh handlers that is and says that she and phelps are going to be ambushed (laughs) their convoy will be and they're going to retrieve her father and her and they're going to be put on a plane back to england she needs to join her sister she's been picked up on drug possession she's like okay it was very um, suspenseful having both people in different rooms being given different orders. And you're just wondering because, you know, they, they've they had a breakthrough to trust each other. But, I mean, I already figured Brian was going to tell. <laughs> but I figured after Brian told her, like, okay, well, now Ferris's plan seems like the best one. And that's exactly how it went down. He says that he is used to like you used to trust me in the past you know remember when i told you about so-and-so some mission that apparently wasn't great and he followed orders with little resistance saying that you just need to trust me and only one other dude is going to be tasked with this mission everyone else doesn't know just like ferris is only having phelps be aware of the secondary um chain of events when they get in the car she immediately tells ryan everything <laughs> like okay so this is what she ferris wants me to do they're going to ambush the convoy and he tells her that shay and himself have been tasked with killing her father and she's like wait what the fuck <laughs> um she's like look i understand that this is your friend this is your mentor you just don't want to take Someone else's word for it. But there is absolutely, you know, in your soul that this is not normal. There's no justification for what he is doing or why he even tasked him to people for doing it. And that's when they both agreed that George Jones cannot stay in America. Shay is going to be an issue, but Brian says, we'll worry about that later. I mean... The fact that they have to both struggle with their directives and their shady superiors, of course they're going to be like, okay. And I like the way she said it. Like this wouldn't even be a thing if me and you weren't the people that we are that want answers and that want to know what's going on. While driving, they almost run into that girl or woman who is still looking for some help. This is a very abandoned place and uh they begin to look for her but she can't be seen she has the ability to turn invisible and brian only spotted her because he saw the disturbance and a little um puddle, and then he tossed some dirt at her to expose her she says please don't hurt me she has a debris nacho surgically implanted as an experiment to give greater control of the debris allowing her to phase and disappear but she also has no memory of her identity so she can't tell them who she is or where she came from all she remembers is a door she does recall Anson because he was always there and that they have been experimenting on many others this is definitely a huge bit of information to know this is also another tactical um tactical advantage that Maddox has because now these people are in his possession but I don't know would he have to keep them in the same conditions that Influx did or is he really going to allow them some type of freedom where they might not want to work with him maybe they do I don't know despite not asking she tells Finola she doesn't know about a ball of light eric's clone also asked Fanola and no one else this very question and it adds to the mystery of Fanola. which wasn't there another t- like the little girl last episode like caroline she really and even the father they seem to have this uh connection to Fanola for some reason and it couldn't be just because she was you know decided to be under the Debris the influence so she's forever bonded to it i'm not sure or does it have to do more with her father and whatever's going on with him we finally catch up with brill standing in the rain he had a very minute role this episode for someone who is working for ferris i'm not sure why he warned finola against her unless he has his own type of agenda but then he gets a call from Ferris who is tracking the Americans movements and it's clear he's the one that's going to be heading the ambush. His face when he put it the phone up to him his face was damaged that was the area that his face was damaged and then the one dude's like you need it to be fixed so then he goes into an RV where he surgically removes the face of a very alive clone to cover his own what the fuck is this this of course opens up all kinds of can of worms because that could be people aren't who they say they are and now i'm concerned <laughs> about george jones tale. i mean i don't know why i'm so uh, just side-eyeing that man but i i'm not even talking with him tonight there's some red flags on the stadium and it could just be who he is we all know that walter from fringe he had a very um there was an edge to his genius so maybe that's just what i'm seeing here but until i know who the big bad is everyone is on the suspect list except for finola and brian it goes down during the rescue once finola determines the facility is underground where they all go stealth finding additional test subjects shay was like i I thought she wasn't supposed to go in stick with me man just stick with me they released them which leaves phelps brian finola and conveniently shay around who isn't cool with the fact that finola is still with them as they're moving through the facility even further and still haven't found george jones finola when they go into that room did he did that guy was he looking at a ball of light what was that that he was looking at but it looked like a ball of light and i'm like that's the second time and knowing what we know later on about influx and their their higher knowledge i I was concerned about what that was but i got distracted because finola got shot because my boo is a boss ass she going say it's just a bruise i'm like no girl you got shot. <laughs> it's more than just a bruise um it's clear that the alarm being pressed causes her to panic because now they have been uh identified in the building which means not only is shay and well particularly shay wanting to kill him now the other people in the facility could also get him away and this could be her only chance to finding or rescuing her father so she fights through the pain desperately looking for him room to room trying to get one step ahead i will say my suspicions were a little mollified regarding george when i saw that reunion because that was just precious (laughs) then the showdown happens and things were very tense as finola gets in front of her father shay comes in point a gun like I, i'm gonna need you to move and i might shoot through you and then brian comes in and he's like okay let me handle it and then phelps comes in and i'm like oh shit <laughs> and then brian tells Fanola, let's just get your father out of here tells her you know to put the gun down she begins to do so because she trusts brian and then Phelps, he did put that gun on Shay, like, yeah, um, I'm watching you. But then Shay shoots Phelps and then Brian shoots Shay. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's a bloodbath. <laughs> only Phelps making it out, but he is bleeding really bad. Brian is half in shock that he killed his own agent. He has crossed the line. There is no going back. But Fanola, not only in protective mode for her, but for him, says look we ain't looking for this other dude he's gone he's not here he didn't see my father all you have to do is tell Maddox that you didn't see my father the intel was bad and get the surveillance and I love that she became you know his anchor in that moment versus the other way around And for the first time I started, if you are an Expanse fan, uh, which I know two of the ladies on this podcast uh, that provide feedback are, I was definitely starting to get some Amos Naomi season one vibes. And I'm now even more curious about Brian's backstory. And I think they're holding that off for a good reason. But I think it's the same kind of complexity where he... Maddox was the person that Finola is stepping in the role to be because he properly does what needs to be done then she comes out she had tried to save Phelps but he's dead Dash is still shook Brian calls Maddox tells him Bowen is alive the intel was bad the father wasn't there <laughs> Maddox was just like huh wait what what's going on this is not how he expected his day to go down whatsoever. Says Finola has been shot and he's taking her to the hospital. And he's like so what about I ain't got no time for that so you gotta deal with the fallout. And hangs up on him. Then asks about the Ferris rendezvous. Then he can tell that betrayal hurt. Still hurt him in his soul. Luckily Dee Dee calls from her friend Triss's phone to tell her that Ferris made her call her. And manipulate her about everything that's happening. She's not even in jail. <laughs> She's not in danger. Actually, she told Dee, Dee that she was in danger, and that's why she made her make the call. Which confirms her worst suspicions about Ferris. So she has Brian pull over the car. She's like, Okay, enough. I need answers right now. And ask her dad. Because her dad's like, how is she doing? This is not the time to add for a reunion. <laughs> how the fuck are you still alive and then they or he explains that they use debris to reanimate him which is something that can be done once i'm not sure why we needed to know that it could be done and once if we're not going to reanimate someone in the near future or someone has already been reanimated because how did they know that before they did it to him and they went in through his eye which explains why one of his eyes is all messed up he also says he didn't know debris could do so much but is fascinated regardless she takes off his glasses she's a little overwhelmed she tells brian uh she just jumps out the car at that point brian's like what the hell what's going on i'm still in shock she says we're not going anywhere as they're all liars. I love this scene. It was so dang on emotional. And he was trying to fix her wound. Ain't nobody can fix her wound but Brian. <laughs> uh, so they head to a motel where Brian slept in the car and continued honestly to be everything I would want my ride or die partner friend to be. Patching up Finola's uh, wound assuring George Jones he will protect him. Do the fucking best. Do the fucking best. at the hotel they do ask him a few follow-up questions uh, apparently his hippocampus was damaged when they inserted the debris causing fragments in his short-term memory but they were having him influx build a device to track down a piece of debris that is so powerful it is a game changer is that the same one that maddox is looking for which means the russians have it but if the Russians have it, why would they exchange it for another? I'm not sure. And while he didn't finish it, they do have enough to finish what he started. He states that Influx knows just as much, if not more, than Orbitable. And that he doesn't know why Maddox wants him dead. He should want him dead, seeing as he stole Orbital from him. Interesting. Uh, there is a... Well, and I think Lagari. I think we're getting a little bit more on that because that's what they call the readings. So Lagari was an old associate that worked at Orbital with um I feel like I'm saying all those words jumbled together. <laughs> with George, but went into a coma. So what happened to him? Apparently, dad had visited him before he died, but he doesn't remember that. He says I need his research because unfortunately I don't remember. What I did, Brian knows a guy, so he'll contact his person to help with, um, well, one, they'll get the documents that they need. They have to get that research, but all the materials that he needs, he'll ask a man named Garcia, and that name seems to spook George for some reason. Uh, George is very, he is a fidgety, paranoid type of man like even when he's talking he like starts to rub his hands then he just tosses the towel then he starts to uh rub the the bed sheets or whatever then he starts drinking water then he i mean he's just he's he's a he's a kooky eccentric old man and he goes to the front desk because he wanted to leave that night but he decides to go to the front desk to make himself feel better. And gets him a little aluminum foil that he wraps himself in before he goes to sleep. Yeah, Finola tells Brian she knows how to play it with Ferris. Um, I think I'm missing... Oh yeah, I skipped over the conversation she had with George. Once they're alone together and she takes him into his room. And I will say this was one of the conversations that made me a little concerned because finola is still emotionally impacted and i almost forgot by the fact that he killed himself like i can understand you were always more about your work than you really were about being a father to us but to have left us in that manner in which you did particularly leaving me like i kind of wanna (laughs) understand that because that that created some emotional damage and some abandonment i'm sure that she hasn't really touched on too much and at first he's like well you know we have bigger fish to fry it's not about us anymore you know this debris it could change everything it, it can make forest fresh again it, it's basically are step forward in humanity and he's a true believer in the beans that sent it and i'm like uh where did you come up with that that hypothesis sir that they i mean it's a ship we can't we don't know or can interpret what it could do when it's just a ship or what the beans intended because you never met them secondly if you committed suicide what drove you to commit suicide and all he mentions is, well, things were hard after your mother. Okay, so <laughs> that, that part kind of, then he says, well, I want to make up for all the things. And that's when it kind of calms her down. And I felt he was giving her the answer she wanted to hear versus validating what she rightfully feels regarding his actions. And yet he seems to be feverently attached to the debris its creators as if they are themselves their god and that's concerning but i'm sure we're gonna learn more about george and what i mean but it also could just be his scientist side as well and that's why i was like "Mm," it made me look at him as a shit father but (laughs) as a scientist i could see someone being more compelled by this because that that part of them just isn't there despite how much the his children but he gave that kind of love to his wife so there is that finola tells ferris that she has george maddox doesn't know anything he thinks he wasn't there and i know what you did so if you want answers you're gonna have to do what i want and the first thing i want is you to get your hands on that research you're gonna be following my lead from now on and i like the way she took control to handle this situation because she needs resources she needs someone to be able to have checks and balances on Maddox and if that's her role whatever thing she got going on clearly she still wants to balance that out against Maddox and she was willing to because she says you know I was doing it for your best interest and considering what we've seen between the two handlers I can almost believe that At least she's not willing to go to the extent in which that at least right now that maddox has (laughs) she didn't want to kill the man she just wanted to bring him back with his daughter um so there is uh there is that so that is all i have to say i'm sure i'll have more in the feedback but awesome episode awesome series thus far please hurry up and renew it so that i can have some rest and some peace in my soul because i love this show as mimi and shy have already stated it's definitely one of my favorites that i look forward to to doing every week and i might even change it on the schedule depending on next week because the flash is not going to be on for the next two weeks to start recording it earlier because i usually watch it the next day that it comes out on hulu so yeah i think i've prattled on enough let's jump into the mailbag
1: What up, Christina? It's Mimi. I've recorded this thing about 100,000 times. I don't know what it is, but I can't seem to get right. <laughs> I'm trying to not go down a rabbit hole. I have all these like theories running through my head and I'm trying to like organize it, but it's just not working. And I figured if I don't go ahead and send this feedback, it ain't never gonna get sent. So I'm just gonna just verbalize what I'm thinking as I run through what happened so the first thing that like had my mouth fall to the floor was when Maddox told Brian that you know George couldn't get out of there alive like that whole thing I was like what and you could just see Brian's face like he absolutely a thousand percent didn't agree and then for him to bring up the whole you know remember when I told you to do so and so and you didn't question me Um, I, I was thinking like, clearly at that point, he felt like you were doing the right thing and he don't feel that way about you anymore because he feels like you're hiding something and you're not being honest, which you're not. Um, I just, I, I don't know what, like what Maddox and what Ferris are up to, but they shady as hell. And I just, I, for the life of me, I cannot understand what is happening like clearly the united states and britain are fighting over this debris they clearly have different ideas of what's it's for and what it should be used for maddox is dirty we know that he is working with what was that russia or germany i don't remember but he's clearly doing some underhanded things anyway so he he clearly has his own motives but I just for the life of me like I cannot comprehend why Brian is following him so blindly. Clearly there's some something happened where Maddox owes or I'm sorry Brian owes Maddox something. Clearly that's some type of it ha- it has to be. That's the only explanation for why he would allow Him to act like that. I just, I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Like, what the hell could it be? Like, why is it that he keeps asking this man to do these things to Finola, knowing they're supposed to be partners? And I thought one of the main things with having a partner when you're like an FBI agent, a police officer you know, even an EMT, anything like that, you got to trust them. And you got to trust their judgment. And you got to trust that they have your back. And if you're constantly asking this man to lie to her, or to to, you telling him things that, you know, he's uncomfortable with, like, I just, I just can't comprehend what the hell's going on. I then, you know, you got Ferris telling Fanola that they're gonna ambush him. And then, um going to be with Oh my god, what did she say that dude's name was? Uh Shaw? No, Shaw was Brian's dude. I can't remember the dude. The guy that you were talking about, we saw him and we never seen him again. Clearly, we haven't seen him again cuz he's somebody's doppelganger. He got the other guy hemmed up in a van with an IV uh slowly dying. He's like cutting off pieces of his face and it looks like he's just needs a little piece and he can like pull it and stretch it into whatever he needs and the guy face grows back because he has like all these scars on his face clearly they've been taking pieces for a long time so i don't know clearly that has something to do with the debris because we just know that debris does strange things i swear i just for the life of me like does this technology only work like that on earth it reminds me of like superman when Superman was on um, Krypton, he wasn't strong. He was only strong because of Earth's yellow sun. So, are these debris pieces only acting this way because it's on Earth? When it's in space, is it different? If it's on wherever planet the, these creatures are from, these aliens, does it act different? Like these, this debris doesn't have has all these strange and unusual properties but are these properties only because of where it's at these are questions that i have these are questions that i would like to have answered you know um then we see that one girl i'm telling you oh i i 100% lie because one of the first what the fuck just happened moment actually was before we even heard Fanola and brian having a discussion it was with that girl when she was running and she hid in that daggone body bag and she jumped through dude and the body bag stayed i was just looking like what the absolute thought just happened that first of all that whole scene was phenomenal like just the the way his face changed from like its normal color to like it's like you started to see those like black veins and it turned purple like you just tell you suffocated and then his nose started to bleed that shit looked crazy and it was awesome um i'm gonna need to go back to her because her powers were pretty dope and i'm gonna need to see some more and then you know speaking of that girl like does she have like psychic abilities could she see in the future like when she's like i don't know and then finola was like you don't know what i don't know about the ball of light like how like i didn't say that was finola thinking that was that something in the back of her mind that that girl could like, like feel or understand or hear? Those are the kind of questions that were running through my mind during this episode. And then every time that would questions like that would show up, um, I would have more on top of it about the relationship between Nola and uh Finola and Brian. Uh, I will say I, I had to watch it on my laptop. And I didn't know Brian was spelled with a Y. So I guess that's one good thing about captions and watching on your computer. I didn't know how to spell Brian. I would have been spelling it with an I. Um, this, just this whole, like, I, I know there's so much more I want to say. I just, I can't even, like, I can't even comprehend words right now. Like, I can't understand exactly what's happening. Like, it's not, my brain isn't computing, like, you know George being reanimated, you know brought back to life. Like how do they even know that was something that you could do? What made them want to use that kind of ability on George? And you know the fact that they he said that they damaged his hippocampus, like did they do that on purpose? Do they not want him to be able to remember what he's doing? You know, it's a like that procedure had to be something that had to be done by someone with delicate hands because going through the eye there's a lot of nerves there's a lot of brain tissue there's a lot of things in that area that they could have damaged so you I find it extremely hard to believe that they did not destroy his hippocampus on purpose like not being able to like to like connect short-term memory to long-term memory that's pretty coincidental, and I'm uh, almost positive that they did it on purpose, because they don't want him, you know, if he got captured, or if he got lost, or if he ran away, they don't want him to be able to remember exactly what he was doing, but they needed him to remember all of the things he learned about the debris, so, yeah, pretty convinced they did that on purpose. Um, the other thing, um, I want to talk about was George, was that whole aluminum foil bed, uh, blanket that he created now I'm fine believing George is crazy because you know Walter was a little nutso but he's also very smart but you know we don't know what he knows and we don't know what he's been through so maybe he knows something that we don't know um, I don't want this to be a thousand years long and I don't want to be rambling on shooting nonsense off so I'm not gonna go down the rabbit hole I was gonna do before when I restarted this recording 16 times um but there is a theory that I have I feel like both Ferris and Maddox are both playing for a different team now I get that Ferris is trying to make it seem like she did everything she did for Finola, you know for her own good but I don't buy that for a second I think that they're trying to create something with this technology to best the other um, country. And they need George. And they know they need George. Um, Influx seems like they have advancement in technology. Probably because they're experimenting on people. Uh, They don't have a very high moral compass like other places. Or like the United States pretend to have. And like... um, the UK pretend to have so they're they're not they're not as advanced. So I feel like the Americans are trying to kill George because they don't want influx to get any more advancement um, because they feel like if, if they could stop George, they can use the information influx have and utilize that information and then advance it. But they don't want any other country or any other people to have it. And they sure don't want a uh, regular Ameri- or I should say Americans, regular people to have it. Um, and then I feel like Ferris, they're doing the same thing. They know how Fanola is. They know that killing him isn't going to be the answer. So I feel like once Ferris would have got Fanola to like London, they would have locked her and her dad away. And they would have used him for all the information that he has. And now that we know that they can manipulate people's memories they don't need George to remember anything they can just retrieve it out of there and I find it hard to believe that if America has that kind of technology to go in someone's memories and extract something the UK has it too so um, I'm liable to believe that Ferris would have used all the information she had and all the technology she already has to get what she need out of George and She knows that Fanola will protect him. So instead of killing him, let's just use what we use him for what we need. So that's what I got going on. I know that's not an advanced theory, but that's the only thing that my simple mind could come up with. Because the other things were having me going all the way down through a rabbit hole. Now, I tried to look up um, ratings and stuff like that. It doesn't look like they're doing the best in NBC Feel I feel like they have a lot of high standards, so I'm I'm honestly not too hopeful that they're gonna be renewed because if they were NBC would have renewed them already. Um, but I hope we at least get into this storyline before it's canceled. I hope I'm wrong, I really do, but I don't think that I am because it seems like they have like what three million viewers, which I think is a lot. But the one show we were watching, I think that was Fox though. Um, the, the little black girl with Mark Paul Gosler, they had like four or 5 million. Well, they started with that many, but they ended with close to 4 million and they weren't renewed. So yeah, I'm just going to end that, end it like that. So y'all can take whatever, take that with whatever grain of salt you want. But like I said, I hope I'm wrong. So anyway, until next time, love, peace, hair grease, black girl, magic, queen of the couch, me out.
0: That was LaMia with her thoughts on the episode. First and foremost, you ain't got to be a petty bitch all like that. (laughs) Like, it's going to get canceled. I'm just saying. I know I ain't wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I ain't. (laughs) And then she's going to bring up Fox. The fact you brought up Fox in that argument is shameful, (laughs) ma'am. You know dang on well Fox makes shows predominantly with people of color just so that they can say, They cross in, uh, or they, they fill in the quota, and then it doesn't matter how successful said show is, they intend to cancel it. So, that's Fox. That's a whole different, and then they really care about their timelines and all that, this, that, and the other thing. So, that, that's one thing I will say. Secondly, um, with the ratings, the ratings are gonna be a tricky thing, and even TV acknowledges that. I won't say it's not always a metric live viewings, but that's what that what they're showing right now is live viewings. People like me, or I don't know, maybe you and Shy, all watch it right on Hulu. Or actually they're teamed up with Peacock. So they people who's watching Peacock the next day can get the episode and watch it as well. So if you're looking for an actual true number on who's watching the show we actually don't have that data now i'm sure networks are able to do a little bit more but as far as like the nielsen ratings or the official ratings for live viewership that is all the data that people reporting those numbers have and the only reason i'm spitting any of this knowledge is because someone had to tell me about how i was starting to a little bit the same way but it wasn't just on this show it was on another show as well and why I actually stopped doing ratings on a television show actually this is like a while ago if you had noticed from all the way when I started to where I am right now that's the main reason why I stopped doing ratings um, because it only ever gave a snapshot and not the entire picture but I understand, be pessimistic and cynical because it's better to be happy if it gets renewed than not disappointed if it doesn't get renewed, but I don't want to talk about that yet just because they didn't renew it. I don't know, I don't have that much and maybe you do have a lot more insight on NBC, but I don't have, um, I don't know if, if not renewing it right now is indication that it would be canceled i would say if it would be canceled they would have canceled it by now that to me makes a whole lot more sense versus waiting which which a lot of more seasons or shows are doing because it isn't really like you want to see if maybe more viewership will come in or maybe some people are just kind of watching lagging behind and then now that they know something big's happened they'll jump back in and knock up the viewership for the last three episodes so it's a it's a mixed bag of why i just don't discuss ratings as the true indication i kind of look on who's behind it we have jh wyman he kind of had a you know he's got a successful working relationship with the the tv series um or the the network i should say um so there's that uh I think Manifest has the same, if not lower ratings, but I, like I said, I, I really don't want to use ratings as my, my threshold of whether or not it's going to be renewed or not. I will say that the show has everything to get renewed and it does feel as if it has, you know, enough of a viewership for at least a second season, but I will say you never know. But I'm, I'm having hope, and I don't want it to be trashed right now because it's only episode eight. At episode ten, that's when I can I can go in because you know, ain't nothing gonna be wrapped up. That's not this. That's not the show in which this is built around, and it's why I wish I really do like I love cable networks. That's why I watch their shows way more than I do um, shows that are on live TV or the. What do you call those? The local network TV, because a lot more people are coming in and being like, okay, I need two seasons. You can't just. I feel more directors and producers or people that's pitching these to networks being like, no, you can't. I can't do this with one season. Like, yes, I might get somewhere, but then you might people get into it the second season. If you're watching how TV and its viewership is going. Or people get it on Netflix or they get it on Hulu and they binge watch it or Amazon. And then they're like really excited for the next season of a show. It is not reasonable for these programs to stop. And network TV does it all the time to just toss it aside if it doesn't give you the rating in which you think it's going to line up. But it's it's more than that. You have to allow for some of these stories to be told in more than a 10 or 14 or 15 episode one season and at least you get two seasons starting up front and i wish and i hope maybe more people get smart to that idea and use that in their pitch like look i need two seasons for this i need that commitment and then iron out all that because at least it does give a chance for the audience to jump on and we know that people don't watch tv the same way as they did i will say you were mentioning about ferris and her technology i don't know what like your theory is as good as guess as mine so um i don't know about her having any debris though because if orbital was george's baby and george was in britain my guess is That Maddox somehow, because he says he stole the program from him, the Americans got control over it, but because of the British influence or politics most likely, whatever, that, you know, Ferris doesn't have access to all of that, and that's why she's so suspicious of Maddox. It could be that Ferris is, like, she's shady, but she's shady for her own reasons that don't have... You know, necessary like it's not well, I guess it could still be considered her own things, but it might not be nefarious reasons. Um, especially when you hear what the rhetoric rhetoric is that George Jones was saying. So I have because every time they say something, it's going to orbital. It's not being shipped overseas. And I bet that the Americans, like they tend to do, took over that shit and made it an American thing and then said, oh, we're joint together. And that's why you have some agents that are still involved in it, but it's on American soil because they're really, truly still got the biggest dick trying to put it on England. But England is the one that started this initial research and gave the layout for the Americans to follow. So it could be a matter of that. But I definitely don't get the indication that she herself. That she's working with someone else. Definitely. That she herself has debris. I feel like that's something they don't have. And I figured that guy was the clone and not the original one. But you could be right. That could be the original. But why would they use his skin? I don't know. I don't know. Um, And I think going back to your last comment about Brian and Maddox. I, th- I wonder if that Naomi Amos clicks for you because it definitely clicked for me that Brian's probably done some really terrible things <laughs> in his past and it's probably been under the guidance. It's kind of like uh that one thing we were watching. Um Alter Carbon. <laughs> How the general was you know he worked under and got him when he was young you know Like, anytime you're traumatic or, you know, you have... Soldiers are, in a lot of ways, don't make decisions for themselves. They follow. So, Brian probably, despite having... You know, not to say he doesn't have his own agency, but he probably was a killer, has killed, and needs to believe that he's doing it for the right reasons and everything up until this point. Maddox was influencing him as, you know, you're doing it for the right reasons until clearly something has changed and he's like okay well you're not doing it for the right reasons because I don't see why you would be doing it to this person I know this person and there's just no justification for your actions and now you want to kill her father and you're not even explaining yourself so that definitely was the part in which he said yeah I can no longer pretend that something's not right and that you're not clearly going crossing lines that I don't agree with so while i know you were mentioning the idea of partners i think maddox thinks brian is his partner not that fanola is his partner fanola is a necessary part of the alliance um so yeah he just underestimates that relationship because whatever whatever maddox is doing he's clearly uh stepped away a bit from his humanity Or maybe he feels like he is doing it for humanity so that's why he stepped away as well but that's all i have on your feedback i can't wait to see what goes down in the next episode and if your theories actually prove right so next up queen shy well hello there christina it's me
2: shy i am here to give my thoughts In opinions and feelings on Dubbery episode 8. Wow, wow, wow. This one, (laughs) I had to watch the show and then I listened to your podcast because I'm so far behind on your podcast. Because I've had a very crazy, busy, busy, busy week and a half. And so yeah i've barely been able to keep it together in regards to um my (laughs) time off because uh if i haven't been wanting to sleep i've been sleeping so yeah it's been hard to um i've been tired that's basically what i'm saying very tired anyway um as for this episode, I really enjoy this episode a lot. We got some answers, got more questions. <laughs> so, but we, we're we're moving along, and so I'm probably gonna go down another rabbit hole later on. So be prepared to hear me out on that one. Um, first thing first, I'm telling you, like I said, I listened to Mimi's. <laughs> um, feedback, um, on the podcast, and I tell you, (laughs) Mimi be going down some serious, uh, (laughs) detours (laughs) in her her feedback, uh, we got the whole spiel on the, um, the DMV, (laughs) her DMV experience, I was cracking up, um, yeah, unfortunately, in the last, couple years i spent more than enough time there thanks to my kids and their driver's licenses and then i had to renew my license and yes it became a thing anyway but luckily i won't have to frequent there for a while um but yeah she was talking about um (laughs) the military and um you know our thoughts and feelings when we <laughs> are, are in it and versus when we get out and yeah it it varies um i will say um for many people i know you know it's funny like when we're talking about um <laughs> you know we're about to exit the military it almost sounds like a prison sentence the way people talk i, I mean if you listen to how they talk when they're about to get out, because again, I got this much time left. You know, <laughs> it's like, as I were talking, I'm almost out. I'm almost, uh, I got three months left. I got a week left, and you know, it's like, I got a week left inside before I can get out to the real world. Yeah, it's, it's almost had that type of a, you know, feel to it, you know, um, when we're, um, discharging from the military um so it's funny i do enjoy i enjoyed i would say a good portion of my time in the military but there's a lot of it that i didn't enjoy for different reasons being a female being a black female in a predominantly male world you are dealing with a lot of sexism um amongst other things and yeah i i it, it was a battle from start to finish my career um which I must say was very successful career but a battle nonetheless um that's a story for another time that I just don't think we should get into but as for this episode so um but yeah we've been through, so you know you go through some things in the military but no doubt no doubt um like I said I enjoy this one I like I'm just curious. Uh, it's like I just want to know, man. I just want answers. I I feel you, Christina, and your and what you're saying in the podcast because it's like, um, you know, we were, we were ramping up, ramping up, then we kind of like hit a plateau, and then I feel like we're got about to ramp up again. Still don't know how many episodes are in the season. I keep thinking to look it up, but then I don't. Um, but I I'm trying to figure out why now the question is why does maddox want this dude dead why does maddox want george dead and why did he why did he spring that on brian the way he did and you know such you know why couldn't brian be kept abreast of the fact that you know they want to find george in order to kill george But he kept that to himself until that the very last minute and then on top of that he told what's his name? Shaw? That's a very interesting name Um, Told that guy before he told Brian about the plan and so I don't know I feel like Maddox was testing. I could be wrong. I just feel like Maddox was testing I mean They were to execute the order. So I mean it was legit, you know, he wanted them to kill um george but i feel like it was also a test as well like a test of loyalty um and also i don't understand how maddox expected brian to be able to keep Fanola out of the fight so to speak that even makes sense it's like why even why don't you just like not involve her if you don't want her to be involved if that makes sense i mean i'm probably confused but it's like you bring her in y'all have this 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 um this briefing on what's going down where george is and all that stuff and then this is the images we got and then it's like okay now let's go get him. and then oh by the way brian we're gonna kill him and then oh also by the way keep finola out of it or away from it while we do that, like you know, it's like, huh? How huh? and then, like, and then you expect him to formulate a plan on all that if he did agree. Um, it's, it's so last minute, like, wow what? Don't you think you should have given him more notice to come up with a plan on how to make sure is not there? Blah blah blah. So that didn't make any sense, so that's why I'm like, hmm, there is something not quite right about what that whole scene. I could be wrong that just felt weird I mean especially just from a strategic point of view that didn't make any sense Um, especially you know you're not giving Brian enough time to even figure out how to go about doing all that and then or he didn't give a crap Maddox at the end of the day because Brian is the one that's invested in this partnership more than Maddox is obviously then we have mi6 that wants her her to bring the dad back so i wasn't sure how like i guess they were trying to set the stage to where all these i just don't understand that the sister point of point of view That whole sister thing it's like if all you have to do is just say hey they, you know you got they got your they know where your dad is let's get we're gonna get whatever his name is phelps is that his name um to enter you know to uh to interrupt the convoy and we're gonna get you and your dad to london i just don't understand why she needed to add the sister to the mix because just getting the dad and herself back to london wouldn't have been a good enough excuse to get returned to london i just i did yeah the sister part didn't make any sense to me because again what did happen i mean other than to just advance the plot for finola to have a way to find out even more so not to trust mi6 and ferris um because it just doesn't seem that that was smart of ferris to involve the sister because she's not a because she's a she's an x factor that you didn't consider like you didn't think that the sister would call finola and then finola would find out that that that's what i'm saying it just doesn't make sense that whole thing didn't make any sense to me um why they did that um especially if you weren't gonna keep from fin- the sister from calling finola and telling her all of that yeah anyway um then we have the dad so they go oh yeah they have the girl first that led them to the dad like, you know she did her part you know her disappear, the disappear girl and I, I had to i had to rewind that scene when um she was hiding in the um body bag and then the guy like opened it um, first of all like how did she how did he even know that was the right bag i'm like you know it just cannot seem kind of random but then i i didn't understand exactly what she did to him so i had to rewind it because i'm like for some reason i must have just it just didn't dawn on me what she did so she jumped through the dude and left the plastic inside him which killed him that was gross i mean this show is is doing some creatively gross stuff and um one on one aspect here for it and on another aspect i don't want to see it um so there's that and so now let's get to the dad i mean that whole scene with them all turning on each other and everyone dying and all that stuff you know i figure that that was the only way other than them i mean and finola even said it you know since everyone's dead we don't have to tell maddox but obviously maddox would have found out had they I just still I did uh, that part and of course Brian did say he didn't know like what was the plan because obviously he wasn't going along with killing the dad but they didn't have a plan on other than just Matt just gonna find out that Brian turned against him um of course then now they got this this um um other plan now that everyone died and so they finally get dad course we see that is like very i mean at first i'm like what's up with his dad um he's not he's like yeah he's definitely i don't know i don't want to diagnose people all that stuff but he definitely have some tendencies there that are like you know like we like to throw out there like all asperger's autistic like he's really focused on like relationships because he even talked about it that the mother was the one that kept him grounded kept him i guess she helped him recognize the social cues that he would be missing the reminders hey be there for your daughters you know hug your daughter and all this stuff because if it was left to him he would just be totally all about science and not about relationships so she he kept she kept him tied to those familiar bonds um but my question about dad is this you know dad can't so obviously so he said that they brought him back to life with this debris that can't be used again and they did it through his eye which i'm still trying to figure out how the hell they do that but then i'm like so this must be the side effect of obviously he was dead he he killed himself they brought him back to life. They needed something from him. They are extracting, I guess the but thing with the eye that they're they're trying to get memories or his knowledge or whatever. Um so but they're getting him to build this thing. So that's why they needed him to come back to life so they could get him to build this thing, so that they could get this game changing debris that's out there somewhere i wonder if that's going to be in london because it seems like we're we're like migrating possibly migrating to london but maybe not because the one guy was somewhere else Uh, ohio was that what they said but so obviously the dad is not completely himself you know because he's home dude homeboy is getting some aluminum foil crinkling that crap up and he's going to sleep (laughs) And so I feel like there's some alienness to him because they use alien technology to bring him back to life. So I don't know if he's fully human, if that makes sense. So that's my rabbit hole that I'm going down now. It's totally different. You know, I know we're talking about clones, doppelgangers, but I, maybe it's him, her actual father, because they did take him out of the morgue. But there's, he's not quite human now. So that's my thing now with the dad. So now the race is on to get this stuff, this file that he needs so that he can rebuild this scanner thing that he built for Influx. But I'm like, who, I don't know, like who, And who would be trusted with this game changing debris? Influx, MI6, Orbital, is that what they're called? CIA, whatever nobody i mean ah. and i'm still like who are these people who are these these beings that even you know created this debris i want to meet this person do they have one that's left over or this being don't they have one maybe one fell to earth (laughs) in a parachute or in a in a smaller ship i want to meet one of these um beings and be able to talk to them. I, I mean, I, they're just so advanced and so ahead of our time. And the father was talking about using this technology to better the earth, and to you know use that to, you know, advance every you know technology, advance what they got going on, and all that good stuff. And of course, for Nola, she wants answers as to why he killed himself. And I just. And the dad is just not in a, in a, in a space, in a headspace to really delve into that. And then we got Brian and Finola. I'm just enjoying their partnership. And it's just this honesty. It's like, they just, they're just so open with each other about everything for the, mo- I mean, when it comes to what's happening, obviously past, you know, Brian is a little still closed off when it comes to his, what his past life, but you know i was i mean he she came in there to the car he's like he just told her yep they want he wants your dad dead you know Fanola told her what Fe- ferris says and then they you know figure things out so they're a team and then they, like i think i said in the last podcast they're a team and then they're using Oh, well, i don't even know what brian's link is now that he's turned against Maddox and lied because I'm sure Maddox is gonna find out it's not I mean it's gonna be not doesn't take a genius for him to figure out and then I'm also wondering why are they using if there's no tracker in that SUV that they're using isn't that a government vehicle couldn't they be able to trace them somehow I'm always thinking that there's some type of listening device in there that they're not aware of because they should be doing a lot of talking in that in that vehicle anyway I think I've said a lot I mean this as you can see this episode really really got me going again you can always tell my excitement and fascination for episodes because I can't shut up it's so much to talk about but um I feel I've gone overboard with it so I will stop with that and let you guys say what y'all are gonna say but i really really enjoy this episode i'm really excited about what's to come and what the dad is going to do and what this all means him wrapping himself up in the aluminum foil that was really something (laughs) so um yeah i'm just i'm just loving all of this it's just still so fascinating to me all right on that note i shall stop so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy
0: that was queen shy with her feedback everybody going down these deep rabbit holes i'm just taking it as it in. i'm not making too many predictions but y'all cracking me up uh let's start from bottom notes all the way back up well actually i'll just start at the top So how many episodes from what I can find 13? I knew that they were filming around the seventh episode still. So um, that's why I couldn't for the longest find how many episodes there were, but I was finally able to Google it and it did pop up 13, which it hadn't previously. And I agree. I'm not sure why Maddox like this play to kill George really felt out of left field. And it seemed to have some. Uh. What's the word? Like why even bother having Anson locate him. If he wanted him dead. Unless you don't want someone who can get in your way. Uh. To be someone in the way. If that makes sense. But it didn't feel from the moment he spotted George Jones. That that was his call. Or that was going to be his call. Or maybe it did. He just kept it to himself. And uh she was trying to make Fanola do snap decisions like she called her she was trying to get her home by herself at first then of course after that we found out george jones was alive that maddox found out so then she tried to act like dd needed her to get home so that she would bring george with her um i think the fact that she sucks at sleuthing means that she may not be as nefarious but i could just be naively reading the situation but yeah she does I would say she you know it didn't make sense to me she just played her cards as the cards were being dealt and she's using Dee, Dee as the crux for it but she probably could have the intention of having her and her father locked up but it could also be that they want him to start or finish whatever he was doing on their side of things um, so I wonder if that my only thing I guess that is my theory theory but I'm that's practical versus more of even trying to guess what's going on with these aliens or their spacecraft and i would say brian didn't want to kill whomever i think that was the plan like he knew someone was gonna have to die (laughs) but he wanted to watch the you know the situation unfold and see who he has to kill and it turned out it was only one person versus everyone else because they had those victims and everyone else had gotten away getting those victims away so It became a matter of just those four people and even so he was trying to (laughs) as much as he possibly could be like um i'm gonna help and then he was just gonna see if he could do it without violence but of course he had to use some violence good catch on the possible asperger's with george jones though i didn't think that um but it also it could be and that, that makes a whole lot of sense actually um how you brought it up and spelled it out i just assumed this twitching was from being reanimated um and hey he might know something about that tinfoil we don't so before i want to throw him out there as being completely cuckoo for coco puffs he also knows more about this technology or at least can understand it more so than anyone else it's kind of like aliens but it could be i mean People use tinfoil for a lot more things than just being identified from aliens. They use it for computers, tracking, maybe he has some type of chip inside of him, whatever the case may be, and that was the best thing he could come up with that would uh, get him not to be located. And uh, I'm going to throw back some expanse once again, because like that mad scientist, everyone on Earth is just interpretation interpretation or interpreting is up for debate we don't know what the fuck these people intended if they intended my thing is any advanced species looking at us is not gonna go hey we should be friends (laughs) i'm sorry i don't know why the human species thinks that anything that's that advanced would look at our petty behinds and go yeah like we're ants them we are an inferior species thus like we treat our inferior species why do we think we're going to have an open communication channel that's why i'm not ever down with alien life it's like yeah if there is some and they make their way around our section it's not good times for us just not at all it's not going to help our species we're not going to conquer it not if they're in the picture now finding their spaceship i can see that but if any alien showed up that belong to that spaceship i would say it's it's game over for us for all involved you might as well just uh if you are someone they might be interested in they might bridge a gap and let you come over to our side but a great deal of us ain't making it those are my last thoughts regarding the feedback if you want to join in the conversation black at or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe Until next time, peace, hair grease, black or magic.